Now, the John Mazaloc Conversation on KMOX. Sponsored by your Gateway Acura dealers, Munganass St. Louis Acura, and Frank Lita Acura on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And we say good morning to the president of baseball operations for the Cardinals. He's John Mazaloc. John, good morning, and it was a very productive week for you and the ball club. Good morning, Michael. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we went uh, out to San Diego for the winter meetings with, with the purpose of, of trying to acquire a catcher. Um, leading up to that, there was a lot of time and energy spent exploring the trade market, um, understanding the free agent market. But, yeah, to ultimately get uh, Wilson Contreras signed, uh, you know, we're certainly excited about it. And I think a lot of people that, that – got to speak with him or watch his his press conference on on friday i understand uh, a lot of the things that that we got to see early on in this process and and you know i think people now understand exactly why we did it when did everything start as far as negotiations i know it was reported that you all met off campus uh and talked a little bit we we saw him quite a bit as far as a player with the cubs but when did it all start for you well I think a couple of things. One is, you know, we we always knew that that this year was this past year was going to be be Yachty's last year. So, you know, as we entered the season, we began, you know, making sure we paid attention to opposing catchers throughout the, the entire season. Um, and then you you sort of fast forward to to the month of October when um, after we were eliminated from the postseason, we were thinking about like you know how we should go about this, what we should do. And then that takes us into the the general manager meetings where we did have our first face-to-face with his representation. At that point, you're not talking dollars or or years or anything like that. It was more just, you know, trying to gauge some level of interest. And then um, ultimately coming out of that meeting, we determined it would make a lot of sense to do a face-to-face. And then uh, Ollie and I flew down to Orlando to meet with him, and uh, it's been well documented about that meeting. Uh, but you know, just to get a, really a sense of, of of to get to know him, wanted to him to be very clear, like on what our expectations are for for this type of move, and then what his expectations were for the team he signs with. So I think we were able to accomplish all that, and then you know, ultimately. Uh, that took us to, to winter meetings where we had our first face-to-face last Monday, this past Monday. And, um, you know, from there, it, it, it started to gain a lot of momentum. And, and at the same time, we were still, you know, keeping some balls in the air on the trade market. But as, as this started to be something that we felt like we could bring to closure or, or get it done, um, you know, ultimately we, we let those other balls fall and we, we made sure we got this deal done. You had some really attractive options aside from Contreras that was standing there uh, waiting. Obviously, you would have had to make a deal compared to signing him. You've, you've done this for a long time. Have you ever been in a more situ- better situation where you had that many options that you could walk away from the winter meetings and say, we feel good about this one? Uh, it was definitely unique, but but I would say, like, like, like there were no guarantees, right? Like, what you didn't want to have happen is, is the music stop and you were left mm-hmm. standing. Yeah. And – you know, like, you know, as we sit here today on, on December 11th, now there are players that have been rumored to be traded, haven't been traded yet. But my biggest fear was was if if we overplayed our hand and then we're left with nothing, that would have been a, a really you know bad spot to be in. So 
I really felt like we had to be aggressive. Once we felt like we had a bird in hand, we really had to pursue it. You know, Contreras, the, the most games he's caught in his career was 133. Uh, will there be more competition for the backup on this ball club, or are you comfortable with what you currently have on the roster? You know, I think, like, you know, Andrew Kisner is a very popular player and, and one that I think um, um, continues to, to grow. And obviously, like, when you think about that, that role, you're really having to check multiple boxes, but in the end it is about production and, and how you, you know, work with the staff and so forth. So I think right now we're pretty comfortable with kids in that role, but you know, I feel like, you know, we just completed getting a, a big contract done, um, adding Wilson to our club. I think this week we'll sort of reassess and decide, you know, where else we want to, try to maybe redeploy some resources to improve the team. When it comes to resources, there also comes a, a salary with it. Um, from a big fish standpoint, Contreras is that. Where are you at as far as how you want to roll with your budget at this time of the season uh, where you can make an investment somewhere else on the ball club? Well, I think the bigger question is, is you know, where where is that and what does that look like? Um, you know, ultimately – the good news is, I think if we if we had to go out and and invest, we do have some resources available in terms of of making that big splash. I wouldn't believe many of the rumors you're reading right now. Uh, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with you on not reading too much into those. Hey, were you surprised at how much teams the money the teams were throwing around this year in the off season? And and we have some new players. I mean, Texas got in it last year. They decided to come back and have another drink, and we've seen some other teams get involved. Were you surprised at that as far as, A, the amount of teams that feel like they want to go for it, and, B, the amount of money that they're spending? Not really. Um, And the reason I say that is I think, you know, you you think back to where we were a year ago. We were in a lockout. I think, you know, having labor peace gives um, some teams a sense of of, of – security moving forward for, for the next few years of, of not having to, to reflect on that. I also think there are teams that are just frustrated that, you know, they're, they're not in a position where they can, you know, truly compete. And so you have some teams that are really, you know, pushing their envelope to, to almost like try to guarantee that. But what we've learned in this business is nothing's guaranteed. And, uh, you know, so I, I suspect, uh, the greatest thing about all sports is that you actually play the games and that determines the outcome. But, um, you know, winning the off season or being the most aggressive in the off season historically doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot when it comes to actually the season. So, you know, I think that's the beauty of, of sport and especially baseball. And so even though there's a lot being said, there's new teams spending, there's some teams not, you know, in the end it's, it's, you know, ultimately you got to, compete over 162 and, and you, you hope you're built for that. I love the, the, the way this roster is made up where there's a lot of, a lot of competition at various positions. We don't worry about the third base and the first base situation, but the second base situation is going to be interesting. The DH from both sides is going to be interesting. And also there's a young man named Jordan Walker who you have spoken highly of over the last year or so. What, Checks the biggest box for you when you talk about Jordan Walker. What what really impresses you? Well, I think he's a complete player. First off, um, so so he checks almost every box. But I think like 
the one sort of like unique skill set he has is he hits the ball really, really hard. Um, and, and he does it consistently. So, you know, historically, when you look at, at players that, that have that type of trait or skill, they end up being you know, enormously successful in this league. And, and so I think he's going to be fun to watch. I think, you know, spring training 2023 is going to be one where he's going to get a lot of opportunities and a lot of playing time. And I think from, you know, more of the general public or fan base standpoint, they're going to see what a lot of us have already got to witness. And I suspect it's even going to look better than what we've seen because, you know, he's having a you know normal off season, continuing to add strength and, and, and physically mature. And, and so when that's happening, it's, you know, it's just exciting to watch. And so, you know, I think, uh, the, the type of player he is is the type of player that you're always hoping to have in, in terms of being legitimate impact player at the major league level. John Mazalak is our guest. Final question for Mo. Um, you getting? I'm sure you're getting calls from agents about their players. Uh, what position are you getting the most calls about? Well, I think when you look at, at the free agent market right now, you know, there's still some, some starting pitching that's out there. And I think a lot of people just, you know, find us desirable. And so, you know, definitely hearing some things on that front. And then, you know, I'm still hearing some, I get calls just in general of just trying to create opportunity for some of their players. But, you know, our, our, our roster is pretty tight right now. I I think it's going to have to be something that, you know, it may be, if we bring someone in, it may require another move, that type of thing. So, I think right now we're just trying to really assess where we are and determine what's next. I'm just going to tell everybody now, folks, stay tuned. It's not over. So we'll look forward to seeing how things unfold between now and spring training. John, as always, thank you for the time, and I'm sure we'll cross paths before the holidays. That sounds great. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Take care. John Mozalak, president of the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, as you heard, uh, something's out there that they think they can go for. I I think they're going to make at least one more move. Um, But I really feel like from a competition standpoint, spring training is going to be very interesting uh, at a lot of different positions. And with the WBC taking place, at-bats will be at a premium. And if you want to make this ball club, and if you hit, you're going to play. If you don't hit, you'll either be somewhere else or you'll be watching. So it's going to be a fun time. And if you're going to come down, I would suggest you make your reservations because this Cardinal team uh, will be – uh, a very interesting team to watch from day one uh, as they put this roster together and, and go out and try and elevate their chances from last year of getting out of the first round and, and obviously playing in the World Series in 2023. When we come back, we'll have a chance to talk a little hockey with Dan O'Neill, formerly of the Post-Dispatch. Now he's a noted author, and we'll talk about his new book as well, and that comes your way after we take this time out from the Stiefel Sports Studio on KMOX.